Storm Bowling Products, the Bowlers Company, presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Tim Berg and Kendall Miles. Above180.com's Tim Berg and Storm's web content manager and former collegiate bowler at Weber International University, Kendall Miles, are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Tim and Kendall. You heard there a new open to the podcast. That's because I have a new co-host. Storm is changing up some of the responsibilities for Steve Klempkin in Utah. So moving forward now, Kendall Miles will be joining me. Kendall, why don't you share with the listeners a little bit about yourself before we get into our first interview together? Absolutely. First off, I want to say, you know, Steve Klempkin, those are quite the shoes to fill. He is I have to be able to sport. You know, he is one of one of the one of the better bowlers. To really lights up the shoes. So to, to come in, you know, on on his behalf, it's going to be some pretty large shoes to fill. And he's uh, like I say, he's one of the best in the game at it. Um, but yeah, I just spent four years at Weber International University down in Lake Wales, Florida, Babson Park, to be more accurate. Um, I fell in love with college bowling. I fell in love with how it helped each person grow individually because a lot of the things that you learn in college bowling, just as the avenue for life. It's going to be, you know, for your relationship, for your job, for your career. You know, those tough battles you have in college bowling are going to be the same thing that you can face in the real world. And it's really cool to see bowlers and students really blossom into you know, becoming themselves. So it is something that I truly love. You know, team bowling, it's fun. I love the sport of bowling. So anytime you can mix the, the two things together, it's definitely something that I'm quite passionate about. So I'm looking forward to working with you, Tim, and then making this podcast, you know, one of the best that we can. And on that note, Kendall, let's get right into things. Joining us is Alec Keplinger. Alec bowls collegiately at Wichita State University. He's on Junior Team USA as well. Alec, it's Tim Berg and Kendall here. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys asking me. Yeah, of course. Um, so obviously you are a standout player at uh, Wichita State University. Um, you're, I guess, a phenomenal talent from there. Um, but before we get into that, I guess let's uh, get a little bit about yourself, kind of what got you into bowling, um, you know, why why did you take the sport, why is it such your passion nowadays, and uh, what, you got, what got you into it, and where are you from? Yeah, so I'm from uh, Coldwater, Michigan. It's a little small town in southwest Michigan. Um, started bowling when I was about three. My uh, my family owned a local bowling alley. My grandpa did. They owned it since about the 60s or the 70s. Um, my mom was on the tour for many years, and uh, she had nine nine titles herself. And she getting inducted in the Hall of Fame this year, so she was a big part of it, as well as the rest of my family. We all just grew up in a bowling alley. Well, that's awesome. What was it like, you know, at that age, watching your mom win all those titles? Did that kind of encourage you to want to to want a bowl or? Actually, yeah, I never even got to see her compete on tour, so it was kind of a bummer. But I mean, going back and watching old videos, it definitely fueled it a little bit, being able to watch it. And Alec, what led to your choice uh, to become a shocker there? I mean, there's all sorts of great collegiate programs to choose from. Why was Wichita the right choice for you? Um, back home, everybody, the dream school was always to come to Wichita. Uh, my mom knew Coach B a little bit from when her time on Team USA and, and all of her time on tour. So she, uh, we all just kind of had it set here. And I went to a camp out here. And then next year I got a got an offer and I came here on my visit and immediately signed. I mean, 
just the place here. It's awesome. And you mentioned the team USA. Uh, it looks like you're now returning to the team on 20 in the season of 2022 for your third year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. This would be the third year with the COVID year. Third year. And you're joining your teammates, TJ rock, Brandon Bonta, uh, Spencer Robarge and Ryan Barnes. Um, so what event did you make team USA this year? Uh, I made it through the junior goal, the U21 division um, in Indianapolis this year for this summer, last summer. Cool. And, like, what's something, you know, obviously, you, with having a name on your back, USA on your back, I know that feeling is something that's irreplaceable. What's it like being on Team USA and what's it done for kind of your perception of bowling? And then what events or what are you really looking forward to this year being a part of Team USA? Yeah, it's been it's pretty crazy. I mean, all growing up, I didn't really, I didn't really bowl too many big tournaments until uh, junior gold came along. Back when I was, I took a couple of years off bowling. So then, when I got back into it, and I was starting to get closer and closer to it, um, the reality of making junior team. Um, then I finally made it when I won junior gold back in 2019, and I just remember I didn't even realize I made it actually when I did, and I thought I had to win junior gold. Uh, I didn't know you just had to make the, the finals. So when I made it, it was it was just a bunch of tears and family <laughs> just crowding around because I finally did what it, uh, I set out to do and always wanted to accomplish that and be one of the few that had both mom and mom and son both on the team and um, just pretty crazy. Um, definitely looking forward to the team camp this year. Uh, never got to experience one of those because of COVID so far. And then if I'm lucky enough to get, be able to go pick for Sweden, that beats a phenomenal experience to be able to travel overseas and hold a few guys on the team. Alec, can we hit a little bit on junior goal and just how how it's mushroomed and ballooned into into this huge event? And, and it has to be, I mean, you can describe what it's like to bowl it, but I, I can only imagine just uh I guess the grind of, of all the all the competitors on pairs that we hear about and just you know, shoulder the shoulder, lugging your equipment through the centers there. Can you talk a little bit about Junior Gold and, and making it through, the, you know, each of the steps of making it through and ultimately, uh, you know, making it to the step ladder and making it to where you did in Junior Gold? Yeah, Junior Gold is definitely it's, uh, it's a mental grind for the week as well as physical. Um, the first year, first few years I started bowling it, really didn't have too good of an outcome and knew I needed to change something. So then, Getting into it, I really took one day, one by one, and made sure each each block was set apart from each other. So that way, one bad day, one bad day was a lead and carry over into another one. Um, so then qualifying, once you make it past that point, trying to make it up there and have yourself in a good position to eventually go through the two advanced rounds to try and make match play. And then once you finally make match play, it's all about just not worrying about other people and just making your shots and just not really even bowling the person across from you. You're still just trying to beat the lane. So I try not too much. I don't, I really, when I get in the match play, I don't watch other people throw shots. I turn away and they're going to do whatever they're going to do. And I just have to do better than that. That's a great advice, man. I think that's something that a lot of bowlers can, can take off of it and read off of it. The fact that, yeah, you're bowling yourself, regardless if it's a competitor directly bowling against you, or if it's just a, uh, it's just qualifying. You're bowling the lane, it's one shot at a time, and 
obviously with you being in that mindset, you're able to see transitions and how the lane changes so well. So that's it's amazing to be able to accomplish that mindset at such a at such a young age. Thank you. Yeah, definitely definitely helps since being here at school. Um the first year obviously in twenty nineteen when I won it, it was a little bit different. Um it was just it was a little bit larger of a group and then I didn't quite have the same mentality as I did um in twenty twenty one when I got runner up to Cameron. Um, I think my match play in Indy was much better than it was um, in Detroit when I actually did win. And when we when you talk about your mental game, how has your mental game changed since you you've you've arrived there at Wichita and you've been been bowling there? And then what are some things you do to improve, or how are you trying to improve on your mental game there as as you uh, as you're you're bowling collegiately? Yeah, so uh, since I got here, definitely. Um, a little bit less of a head case, you could say. Try to get out of my own head, and um, and I get as upset with myself. And I, one of Coach L's biggest thing is not is just resetting. I mean, I I allow myself maybe five five to ten seconds to um, get a little bit mad and frustrated at myself. But after that, it's it's done with. And especially going up for a spare shot, you gotta you gotta have just the same amount of focus you did on the first shot. Um, and same thing with on the next frame you can't let what happened in the last frame affect the next one um, that's one of the biggest things that's happened instead of having one bad game sometimes it's just having two or three bad frames um, and it's just trying to limit those as much as I can and you've mentioned this now a few times obviously you're at Wichita State you are a shocker and you've mentioned a few times how that program has already made you grow so much. You guys are in currently having a extremely successful season. Um, you are currently ranked number one in the nation, which is big congrats to you guys. That is absolutely phenomenal with four players in the top 10, excuse me, in the top 15. Um, so what are a few things you would say has kind of led to that success? Is it the mental you know, practice you guys have done? Is something on the lanes you guys have done? What's a few things you feel that has led to this uh, tremendous season you guys are having? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, definitely our team training we do once a week. We have smaller groups and we all just um, we meet with Coach V or Coach Al, excuse me, and we have our mental training. It's a lot of the times anymore. It's just breaking down what's going on through the week and going on in your life and just comprehending that. And then we do some meditating and um, we're focusing on just slowing down the process and uh, making sure you're in the right headspace every time you step up to throw shot. Um, and then on the lanes physically, I mean, we all just we all came together this year, and especially the last tournament proved it even more than anything. Um, just mentally and physically, just grinding it out. Especially when we got on that 37 flat um, this weekend and qualifying for Baker, I think we we went even, which was a very good score on the 37 flat for a Baker set. And it's just, it's just proven more and more that our practices day in and day out are just really show, showing off now. Yeah, let's continue our conversation a little bit about the 2022 Hoosier, which you guys, like you said, you end up ended up coming out on top of. What is it about that tournament? It's always it's one of these things. I see teams here from the, the West Coast making their first trip back. It's always one of these huge events that people are heading and bowling at. So let's you mentioned one of the patterns, the 37-foot pattern, but talk about some of the other patterns, your guys' game plan heading into the event, and then even some of the equipment you guys were using. Yeah, so heading into it, um, we all knew that there was going to be a bunch of good teams there, and 
um, that it's usually one of the harder ones. They usually put down a little bit harder patterns there. And uh, especially, I just came back from the U.S. Open, so we we knew that uh, Nick Hoagland is very good at designing those patterns, and um, especially <laughs> being in his home centers there. So we uh, we had some good game plans. We started off bowling. We got the pattern before we started. Um, the first day, it was 41 feet, and I believe 34 mils, so a lot of volume out there that day. Um, so we had a good game plan. We all we actually had shorter practice than usually. We only had ten minutes for me. That was just match play. But we we all went up through a round of burn shots, and then um, Ryan Barnes had one of the best looks I've ever seen. First game shot two eighty nine, and uh, we were all trying to do pretty close to that first day, and um, didn't end up working out for some of us. So it was mainly keeping straighter angles until. They finally transitioned, and we were able to move left and open up the lane, which we're uh, really good at. They, uh, they actually transitioned very well for um, all different lines that people were playing throughout the day on the fresh. We we started pretty far right compared to the rest of the teams. Amazing. And you did anchor that team to win the 2022 Hoosier, Hoosier Tournament. Um, you know, one thing I love about college bowling is excitement. You know, as you get older – you know, you don't really bowl a lot of, you know, team events. You have national, the USBC nationals, but team bowling is some of the most fun bowling, you know, you can be a part of. Walk us through kind of the, I guess, the winning moment or the winning shot or the end of that tournament that you guys knew that you wrapped up to win. So it's pretty funny, actually. It was a little hard. Uh, we we went into the 14th in Stab and we had, oh, man, we had, can't quite remember. I remember the end of the game. We went like three in a row. We had an open in the eighth, uh, strike in the ninth, and then I go up and I was three stepping and my my push or my push away step. I slipped a little bit. I got three off the right. So I got three <laughs> off the right. I went three sits in the final frame, which I also put on the, the poster. Um, they're not letting me forget that still. But I got three sits in the tenth frame to win. <laughs> But, yeah, that's how it – and then um, I think they needed the rest of them to win by a few pins, uh, maybe win by 10 or less than 10. And uh, I believe in the eighth frame, one of them stepped up and split. So I was throwing my – throwing the shot in the 10th frame before the fifth four got up to the fifth frame. So it, it was it was kind of just a wait game after I did what I did. And uh, we ended up coming away with it. All right. Well, I, I've asked collegiate coaches as the COVID pandemic hit and everything shut down bowling wise. And then now you guys, a lot of teams are back bowling. You guys are obviously back bowling. But I'm curious from a player's perspective. And I was saying I've asked coaches some of the changes you guys had to had to make and, and incorporate it into whether it be into your travel, whether it be into your practice schedule or, or just any changes in general. From the playing perspective, though, and from your perspective as a player, are there any changes that were made from pre to post COVID now in this world we live in that you're like, this is actually this works a little bit better or this is this is something that I think we should, you know, that we've we've implemented during COVID as maybe a safety measure and you're continuing to do it because it just, like I said, works better for everyone. Um, yeah, we've, we've had to change quite a lot. And I was, uh, I remember Coach Steele Smith saying one of the biggest things that we overcame last year was just adaptability and being able to be okay with all the changes that we brought forth because at any minute there was things changing and we, there was nothing really we could do about it. 
Um, I remember last year we had we usually practice with the girls team at the same time, and we had to split up, and we even had to split up the guys team. And so we didn't have a whole lot of team practices last year just because of the limited amount of people that would want to be together at once. Um, that and then along with the mask, and it was different with no spectators. Um, definitely like having spectators there, but it was kind of nice sometimes not having to worry about letting your bowling balls from one end of the building to another and it taking 20 minutes. Um, that was one of the, the nicer things, but I also really enjoy it because I think that brings a lot of energy to the, the building um, with the team and everything too. So you're, you know, you, you won the Hoosier Classic again, Absolutely phenomenal win. A big congrats to you guys. You did knock down my alumni, Weber International. So big congrats to you guys for that. <laughs> um, Thank but, you. But, <laughs> you know, we got a, a whole different tournament coming up here. We got postseason. We've got, you know, sectionals. And, you know, you get through that. You got nationals. Then you're looking to defend your ITC uh, national championship from last year. So with these two tournaments approaching, you know, we're talking, you know, season four games of Baker and sectionals and then, you know, a completely different event at Nationals. Um, with the role you guys are going on, you know, what are you guys looking to do to prepare for these next two events? Uh, just mainly staying focused and realizing that it isn't a given to get out of sectionals and that we need to still have the same intent as we're going to have at Nationals and every other tournament that we're trying to win. Uh, we need to go in and just throw one set of, one game at a time and realize that just 64 Baker games is quite a lot, and we have to stay checked in for all of them. Um, we can't let up, and especially once we get to Nationals, it's it's the Baker, and then just getting into it like the rest of the year. Hey, last question. What would it mean to you guys, and, you know, you're coming off, you know, come one of your, your final seasons um, with the team, what would it mean to you guys to be back-to-back ITC National Champion? Gosh, I can't even describe it. It would be just absolutely unreal to be able to go back winning anything twice in a row is very, very hard to do. And if we could do that with this team and just, we should win this and we're going to go out there and give it our best chance. And our coming together as a team would show everything that we still go through each and every year and all the practices and to be able to do that at the end of the year again, it just feels unreal. Ally Keplinger, want to thank you, uh, Wichita State uh, bowler there, WSU. You're a shocker. Want to thank you for joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast. All the best of luck in those uh, in those postseason tournaments that you guys have coming up, and uh, we'll be uh, keeping our eye on you and catching up with you again down the road. Great. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you having me.